0: Today is Thursday, September 19, 2019. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. Let's first take notice of the first thing that jumps off the page when you bring up this chart, which is the market did make a new high today just for a moment. Then it fell back down away from that high and didn't close at a new high. Fair enough. They made a new high. Is that meaningful? Is it not meaningful? Is it an elephant in the room? It's none of the above. They just made a new high. The market's in an uptrend. It's challenging the old highs. It hasn't closed above the old highs yet. And basically, that's what we have on the table. We don't have anything different than we had yesterday, other than the fact that they made a new intraday high. That's it. The elephant in the room, or the big question, the $64,000 question is, which way are they going? Are they essentially eating time off the clock, building energy to move higher yet again in another leg-higher slash panic-buying scenario, or... Are they just teetering or playing games at the old highs? It's going to fail and at least run down to the convergence or thereabouts of the moving averages, meaning the 50 and the 20 period moving average. On the daily chart, we're talking about SPY 295, give or take. Below that, we have a gap. That was the last breakout area. So if the market did come down, we would come down to visit the former breakout area. That's a far cry from where we are. I'm just saying if we see a failure, instead of busting through the old highs and having another leg higher, there's energy in the market, right? That energy has to be released in one direction or another. Or the third option is they just run sideways and eat time off the clock. But even if they do that, they're still building energy to go somewhere. So either way, There's a move coming. There's a leg of the market coming. The question is, is it a leg higher? Is it a leg lower? Let's look at other charts because we've got to peel back the onion. We need to try and figure out where the puzzle fits together. We need as many pieces as we can to figure out which direction the market's going to head there is some psychology behind this obviously there's always psychology behind the market and the reason is because the market is driven by you and me and we're humans we have human behavior we have what's called garden variety normal human behavior so therefore if humans drive the market then the market is driven by garden variety human behavior. We can translate that human behavior in a couple of different ways. We can translate it to price. We can also translate it to time. We can also translate it To psychology, which really is underlying both those things. What do we have in the psychology corner today? What do we have this week in the psychology corner? We have a couple of things. We have a market that's at new highs. So you have two camps. Camp number one is the market's going to break out and keep going. That's the bull camp. That's the obvious camp. The other camp is... There's no way this is going to happen. The market's going to fail, and we're going to come all the way back down to 275 or below. There's going to be a crash. That's what's in front of us. That's the bear camp. Right now, both camps are at a critical area on the chart. We're at that point where we're either going to bust out or break down. It is what it is. Now, go back several days, and we were saying we're looking for a high, The market made a high a couple of days later. Right here on the 12th, the high has not been taken out on a closing basis. So therefore, technically speaking, the market did put in a high. We made an intraday higher high today, but we have not made a new closing high above that high. Is that meaningful at this point in time? Not really. The market is basically just eating time off the clock, We had a little bit of a decline from that high, but not much of one. Is that very telling? To me, it is. It tells me the market has yet to be rejected. Even when you throw the Fed into the bucket, the Fed from yesterday, you know, Kabuki Theater. When you throw all that stuff into the bucket, the market still has not been rejected. So for me, the psychology of this is, even after the Fed, the market believes the Fed is essentially adding liquidity to the market. What does liquidity mean? Liquidity means it's safe to get in the pool. That's what the chart is telling us today. By virtue of not having been rejected yet, by virtue of having cleared the Fed, by virtue of the Fed saying they're going to support liquidity, all those things point to higher prices. Where does the psychology come in? Well, there's always another side to the equation. We have quadruple witching options expiration week. We have the trick trap fool and frustrate crew. The longer we hang out up here, the more it appears that we're going to make new highs and continue higher. Could we wake up to a black swan, a big gap down out of nowhere, get some selling fired up first thing in the morning or any morning for that matter? And the answer is, of course. In fact, that is going to happen. We just don't know when that's going to happen. That's the definition of a surprise. That's why they call it a surprise. You're not supposed to know in advance. The bottom line is, before we leave the spider chart, here's what the spider chart is actually doing. For me, it's in a bull flag pattern. This isn't drawn to the penny in any particular place. It's drawn for conceptual purposes, We've had a gap higher. That's the flagpole. The flagpole extends all the way up to the current highs. Now, we've basically been going sideways in this upper zone on the chart above all the moving averages. You have a 20-period moving average that's now sloping upward underneath price. We can certainly come back down to home base. Home base is the 20-period moving average. But this is what we have on the chart today. Now, if we wake up to a gap down, or for any reason the market begins trading below yesterday's low remember below yesterday's low is still the bogey below yesterday's low and this thing can really accelerate on the downside however if we're headed to yesterday's low it's likely already started what else do we have when you look at an hourly chart at the end of the day is when they went to fill the gap now we really needed to stay above that gap for me The gap is officially at 301.09. The closing price on this hourly chart is 301.05. Is that an accident or a coincidence? That's unlikely. There really aren't any accidents or coincidences. Not like that, anyway. You bump into somebody at the store, that could be a coincidence. Closing by a few cents below an important number, at least to me, I don't think that's a coincidence. For me, what that does is it validates the point that that was, in fact, an important number. So what do we say about gaps? What we say is we like to see, if we're talking about the upside, if we're talking about bullish markets, if we like to see a gap filled and we like to see the market react in the northern direction rather quickly and stay there, keep going. This one didn't do that. Now, it's at the end of the day. So maybe we can attribute that, some of it at least, to trick and company. That's certainly possible. That's part of the psychology thing going on. But for now, on the hourly chart, I'm going to take it at face value and I'm going to say the close today was not good. It was good for the Bears, not for the Bulls on a short-term basis. Put that down on a post-it note. That close was below by four pennies. We'll see if that was important or not or we'll see if it was just part of the Trick, Trap, Fool, and Frustrate crew. Now we're on a 240-minute chart, and I'm going to remind you I'm the umpire. So we're always looking at both sides of the market if we see another side or if we see both sides of the market. What's the first thing that jumps out at me on this chart? Is yesterday's reversal candle. I would say that's a pretty good reversal off the lows, finishing on the highs. We get the follow-through with a gap higher today come back to fill the gap, but we stay there. We do it late under normal garden variety market conditions that would have happened earlier in the day and they would have finished strong. They would have finished near the highs if the bulls were in control. That's the way I'm looking at the market right now based on the information that's provided mainly from a visual perspective and just simply using numbers. Here's a short hop for you. I'm just pulling up one of the stocks from inside the numbers. This was a selection from stocks on the move. We only had one hit today. One hit its price target was DRI. Yesterday we had three. I didn't go over the individual stocks, but today we'll go over the stock and I'll leave you with the commentary. We had everything pretty much on the mark. The market followed the schematic. We had the important numbers. I won't bore you with the details. But here with DRI, I just want to show you what happened. It's Darden Restaurants. The stock closed yesterday up above $127. The stock's getting a haircut at the open. We identified a price of $121.06 where the stock would likely find an assemblance of support. You can see what happened. As soon as we came into that zone, immediately the stock woke up And started to rally northbound. It came back in and rallied northbound again. Then it came back in again and it finished down below that price. A, that tells you that price is important for a number of reasons. Why? All of a sudden at the end of the day, the last five minutes of the day, the market dives down and closes below that price. That tells me I had the important number. It traded on it all afternoon and then dove down at the end of the day. No accidents, no coincidences. What else tells me it was an important number? Well, we bounced off of it this morning two times in a big way. You're not talking about a 50 cent bounce. You're talking about a $3 bounce. You're taking profit, putting it in your pocket, and going about your business. These are on the board every single day. Here's another short hop. Just a quick note from Benny. I'm sure Benny doesn't mind. This came in at 9.36 a.m. this morning. Benny just wanted to let me know. First win of the day, 69 cents, and I'm in on a partial position. I get those all day, every day. What was Benny in? He didn't even tell me in the email, but I know what Benny was in. He was in DRI. Why? It was on the board long before the market even opened for business. How about Camp IWM? Remember yesterday when I said the IWM didn't look the same, wasn't in the same position as the SPY? What do we have on the board? What we have is an IWM that was down today against an SPY or S&P 500 that was basically flat. So that's interesting in and of itself, down one half of 1%, give or take. So the IWM is essentially pointed lower. It's not necessarily in the same drifting sideways mode that the spider or S&P 500 is in. It's of note. It's definitely a puzzle piece. It's on the table. This was on the table last night. I got my hand on the piece, and I'm looking to see where it fits into the puzzle. Remember, even if the IWM does come down, that downsloping trend line Counts for something. I do get a lot of comments. Why isn't that line really on the numbers and all that stuff? The line was put in as a concept. It was put in using a different time frame. I'll try and make an adjustment. But from a concept standpoint, the trend line is valid. It's not my trend line. The market drew the trend line in and we can see where the market continuously fought that Price zone that that trend line was providing. So, therefore, if we come back down to test the top of the trend line, you would normally, under garden variety market conditions, expect there to be support at that trend line. If there isn't, it's a failure and the selling can accelerate. But under normal garden variety conditions, there would be support at that trend line. What do we see when we make our stop down at the transportation department? We see something very different than the S&P 500. We see something more similar to the IWM than the S&P. So this is interesting. It's definitely a puzzle piece. It's definitely on the table. Remember from yesterday, we came down to test the low of the breakup candle, but here we are still challenging around those lows. That's not a positive for the bulls. That's a positive for the bears. That's a negative for the transports. Remember, the transports is A, my favorite canary in the coal mine, and B, my second favorite market-leading indicator. The IWM is the first favorite market-leading indicator. Remember, we've also had some divergences of late, divergences between the IWM and the transports and the other markets. Then the next day, they flip around, That's a market that's telling you something. That's a market that's getting somewhat disjointed. It's getting ready for another move. Could be panic buying. Could be prolonged selling. One way or the other, we're getting ready for a move. We're looking for a move. Throwing the ball around the horn. Here's another short hop for you. How about Bitcoin? This is a weekly chart. I want to give you the long view. So, one of two things is gonna happen with this particular weekly chart. It's building what we call a triangle pattern. I'm not necessarily in love with the triangle patterns but you still have to identify it. It is the first thing that I notice. You can also say that it's another flag pattern. You can look at it a number of different ways. Is that the triangle? Is the bottom area drawn correctly? Could it be drawn from somewhere else? Absolutely. Could draw it a number of different ways. That's why in my course at Lazy E-mini Trader, I try and explain that this is part science, part art form I explain it in both the courses and it is a truism I can draw lines anywhere I want on a chart now if you don't know what you're looking at you trust that I'm doing it correctly but you don't necessarily know that I'm doing it correctly unless you trust that I've done it correctly in the past with certain types of results. It's one of the reasons why I'm not in love with the triangle patterns unless the points in which you're drawing the trend lines are crystal clear. They're not necessarily crystal clear on the Bitcoin chart. So I would rather use it like this and say, to me, this looks more like a flag pattern than anything else. So I'm going to do this. I'm going to say that the market moved higher like this, and then we've basically been consolidating in this bull flag pattern that will essentially break to the upside. Now, how high is another story altogether? We're not going to get into that right now, and I'm not saying it's breaking up today or tomorrow. I'm just saying that's what I see on the weekly chart. I know we have a lot of folks out there that are interested in the cryptocurrencies so I'm playing around with a couple of things I keep covering Bitcoin because I can't get the other currency charts on this trading platform but I'm working on a couple of things I would like to have other discussions about other cryptocurrencies because it is certainly a market that's here to stay it's not going anywhere and I think there's a lot of ambiguity there and I think I could probably add at least a smidgen of value back in our lane taking a look at the triple Q's any information on the Q's none other than we did not make a new high intraday today in the Q's is that a telling sign or not telling sign I think it's a telling sign I think the fact that a growth index was not participating to make new highs, I think that's telling. I think it's a sign of weakness. I think it's a puzzle piece. I think it's on the table. How about the XLF? How do we read the XLF? Again, poked their head up above, made a brief new high from the previous high that was made on the 13th, but it's not a new high. So we have not made a new high in the financials, have not made a new high in the triple Qs, and the financials finished poorly along with the IWM and the transports. So we have some leading sectors, leading indicators that did not have a strong finish to the day. Not what we would exactly call a photo finish. How about the flip side? The flip side is this is in a bullish uptrend and there's nothing technically wrong with this chart there's nothing technically wrong with this market we're challenging the former highs they haven't got through yet we're way above all the moving averages the moving averages are trending higher we can come back to home base or near home base or go sideways eat some time off the clock But technically speaking, there's nothing wrong with this market. That's the bigger picture look. You wake up to a gap down and the XLF is down a dollar tomorrow and we're having a different conversation. We're talking about what the market is at present. Same storyline with the SMH. The SMH is in an uptrend. It's above all the moving averages. We just had a down day by 50 cents. Again, not in love with the fact of how the market finished the day so these are puzzle pieces they're on the table but the bigger picture is there's technically nothing wrong with this market that's what we need to separate market might go down that's on one side of the ledger sure that's fine but technically speaking when you show up and you look at a chart There is nothing bearish about this chart. Challenging former highs and not being rejected in a significant way is not bearish. It's actually bullish. It just means the market hasn't been able to get through those old highs yet. That's all it is until it's not. By the way, I did forget to make mention of one important item when we were talking about the S&P and the last half an hour of the day and how the market makes these moves and it has been doing that. We can go back... To the spider chart and you can see here the last two 15-minute candles of the day the market was down now it's been doing things like that of late up or down it seems to be getting the work done very late in the day there's two reasons for that a it's so the participants that would like to participate in some of these moves can't participate because the truth of the matter is that most of the time professional traders are not going to play in the last 30 minutes of the day unless they're in a trade or getting into a trade for some kind of a swing trade purpose but for the most part we're not taking a scalp trade at 3:45 in the afternoon and the second main reason why these things happen is simply attributed to shenanigans and that my friends is a perfect place to pull the ripcord today. I won't do so without telling you how much I appreciate you. Without you, these videos are not possible. I am David Frost, My Strategic Forecast. Thanks for tuning in for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. My Strategic Forecast is hosted by David Frost.